Welcome back to another episode of The Radio Psychs, your premier podcast for insights into everything mental health. I'm Dr. Aaron Haddock. And I'm Dr. Rondi Yu. We're psychologists who care about people and bringing science to practice. And we're so glad to have you join us. Please note that the information shared in this episode is solely intended for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical or mental health advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Today's topic is sleep and your mental health. Oh, oh, hello there. I was just taking a little nap. Were you? Because I've been right here and you looked fully awake this entire time. I'm trying to set the stage for the episode, man. Well, you're not going to fool anyone sounding like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you should work on your fake I just woke up voice. I, I will, but before I do, let's dive into this fascinating topic of sleep which is often described as one of the most valuable things you can do for your health, and not just your physical health, but for your mental health as well. That's right. When people talk about sleep, there's often an emphasis on how it can affect our bodies, and rightly so, given its impact on everything from our immune system to cardiovascular and reproductive health. Mm. But the connection between sleep and mental health is equally important. Historically, it was assumed that mental health problems led to sleeping problems. But now we see that the reverse can also be true, that sleep plays a really important role in how we function during waking hours, affecting our mood, our ability to remember things, and even how we tackle everyday problems. It's true. Research shows a clear link between sleep and mental health. For example, we know that people with insomnia, a sleep disorder in which you have trouble falling or staying asleep, they're 10 times more likely to experience a clinically significant level of depression and 17 times more likely to experience a clinically significant level of anxiety than those without insomnia. Studies also show that poor sleep is associated with post-traumatic stress, eating disorders, and psychotic symptoms such as delusions and hallucinations. You know, most of us have heard the advice, and perhaps even given it ourselves, get a good night's sleep. Yet, it's estimated that one in three adults don't get enough sleep in this country. What are some of the reasons for this? Well. First, we need to recognize that not all of us have the privilege of quality sleep. Sleep disturbances and disorders like insomnia, sleep apnea, or narcolepsy impact a significant number of us. For example, various studies report the prevalence of insomnia in 10 to 30% of the population. Sleep apnea is a big one too, and more common than most people think. Hmm. The National Sleep Foundation reported that it affects as much as 20% of the population. And the vast majority of people with sleep apnea don't even know they have it. Interesting. And even for those without a sleep disorder, we live in a world that keeps us constantly connected to screens. We're just always on our devices, engulfed in work emails or engrossed in the latest episode of a TV show. Oh, yeah. The never-ending battle between Netflix and our internal clock. Right? There's so many shows to watch. And another key factor, Rondi, is the rise of this hustle culture in America. So many of us are told that the more we work, the more we'll achieve, and sleep just gets in the way of this ceaseless productivity mindset. Oh, I'm very familiar with this mindset. It's a way of thinking that I personally struggle with on a regular basis. Plus, there's the stresses of life. You know, the troubles we experience during the day, they can sometimes follow us into the night. Man, that's so true. And on top of that, there are a lot of people who struggle with anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. 
which tend to hijack our peaceful nights and introduce a host of restless concerns. Yeah, between the digital distractions, the hustle mentality, and the emotional roller coaster we call life, it's no wonder we sometimes neglect our sleep. Aaron, can you give us a quick rundown of what happens when we go to sleep? Yeah, of course. So we start with stages one and two, which are considered light sleep. These stages prepare our bodies for the deeper, more restorative sleep that we get in stage three and REM sleep. Rondi, how about you tell us a bit more about stage three? Yeah, stage three is considered deep sleep, uh, sometimes called slow wave sleep because this is when our brains generate rhythmic delta waves, which are these slow, strong brain waves associated with restorative processes. Now, during this time, there's a lot happening, including the active repairing and maintenance of brain cells for cognitive health. Right. The restoration work that happens in stage three is quite profound. Look, there's memory consolidation that happens here. Our brains organize memories from the day and transfer important information into long-term memory, which is important for learning. We also process and manage the emotional experiences and stressors we experience during the day here which boosts our resilience to stress and helps us to maintain good mental health. Yeah, and that's not all. The stress hormone cortisol is lowered in stage three, which contributes to less stress and anxiety. And the glymphatic system that helps clear waste products from the brain, it's more active during this time, potentially reducing the risk of neurological conditions. Last but not least, there's REM sleep or rapid eye movement sleep, where most of our dreaming occurs. But it's not just about dreams. It's about processing emotions, too. During REM sleep, the brain is active, sometimes even more than when you're awake. It's when you experience dreams that allow you to work through emotional experiences and memories, often leading to a refreshed emotional state when you wake up. So maybe no surprise then that REM sleep is associated with mood, among other things. Okay, Rondi, I think we're close to time here. I hope we've been able to establish the point that sleep is important. You need good quality sleep to support your mental health. And deprivation is just a breeding ground for mental health challenges. But there's so much more to explore. Oh, there's so much more. So stay tuned for another discussion on sleep and your mental health, hopefully in the near future. But before then, we'd like to share two of the most important recommendations for using sleep to support your mental health. That's right. First, Prioritize consistency. Maintain a regular sleep schedule. Go to sleep and wake up at the same time every day, which will help to regulate your body's internal clock. The American Academy of Sleep Medicine and the Sleep Research Society recommends at least seven hours per night. So aim for somewhere between seven and nine hours a night, depending on your individual need. And second, optimize your sleep environment. Ensure that your bedroom is comfortable, dark, and quiet, and cool between 60 to 68 degrees Fahrenheit, which makes it easier for us to fall and stay asleep. Your sleep environment plays a crucial role in the quality of your sleep. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us on this slumberful journey. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, please reach out. Take care and be well, everybody. Take care and be well.